Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute. We're on episode 71 of the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and Stonehenge wrong size the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett from HeidiBennett.com. <laughs> and I'm Sean German of Five Minutes of Mime.com. And with us once again, our returning special guest, you know her as DJ Animal, Ann Tyndall. Welcome back, Ann. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks for joining us, continuing the tour with us, so to speak. Yeah, one more stop, man. One (laughs) more stop. (laughs) We're almost done. (laughs) Yeah, we've brought you back for minute 71. And where minute 71 starts with Jazz Odyssey getting the thumbs down. <laughs> we we end with David uh, turning a question around back on a journalist. And in between, we're at the, uh, we get a bit of the end of the tour party in Los Angeles. So yeah. we, yeah, we, we pick up with, with Jazz Odyssey and yeah. the crowd is not liking it. No. Two thumbs down from Yeah, there's a down. very enthusiastic thumbs down and and I guess one of the positives of this being an outdoor amphitheater type setting during the day is that the band can can see the gentleman. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> With the, no the thumbs down, like a Roman emperor out there. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> well, luckily it's only the first a couple of seconds of the of this minute is watching this because it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, and so appreciating as they were. Yes, yeah, and I did notice. I don't know if you guys noticed this too that Mick's drum kit is like got stars all over it and like an eyeball on it, and wondered like is that is that the same kit we've been seeing? And it just this is the first time I'm seeing it in the sunlight where it's got all these little fancy embellishments. Yeah, I don't. I I think it's the first time. I don't think that's been there either. It's a different kit, or at least this is added stuff. The the eyes, and I think there's two. He's got like two bass drums, hmm. and I think each one has an eye. Do you need art the- direction? <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Interesting. To me, this minute is all about this next part. <laughs> so is there anything else <laughs> about the Jazz Odyssey, or can we move on? <laughs> we can leave it behind forever. Yeah, yeah I think the less said about place. Jazz Odyssey, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wrap, get to the rap party, the, the end of the tour party. So yeah, so we transfer over to this end of the tour party, and the two things I noticed right away is that there's this, like, if anybody is kind of watching along like we are, as soon as they transfer over to this party, there's like this really weird kind of cackling laugh that somebody does. Did you hear that at all, Sean? Yes. And and then there you're also yeah. looking at these grandmotherly ladies and a third <laughs> lady that's reading a book that are all obviously not part of the party. And they're all fully dressed, which yeah. that kind of harkens back to what we were talking about what you know, what season this is. This looks yeah. like maybe it is the winter. Because <laughs> they're like fully dressed from head to toe, <laughs> laying in these loungers. Yeah. They're, at, they're out by the pool, but yeah, shoes and everything. 
completely yeah, dressed. Is this where the host bar is at? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like, and then I would say, let's see. We pull back from those ladies, and I'm going to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. About 14 people are at this shindig. Oh, man. What a bummer. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you guys ever thrown those parties where, like, you invite so many people and for some weird, crazy reason that you never quite understand, like, <laughs> nobody shows up? Yeah, it was some major event that you didn't get invited to. So how would you have known, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Maybe yeah, well, I've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating it all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, I've had that a couple times where I do uh, the last few years I've done fantasy football and I've tried to get the group together for like to do the draft at the beginning of the season, get everybody together. And I think I tried twice, and both times no one showed up. No. And so I'm like, I get the hint. No one <laughs> wants to get together. And then, then I was like, all right, we'll just do online. I think one year I did a, a conference call. I set up a line, and people called into that. Mm. I'm like, all right, as long as I don't ask you to like put pants on and leave the house, I can get yeah. you. Yeah. You're like the Andre of the league. Did you ever watch <laughs> oh, the league? Ouch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. No, it's that they didn't want to wear pants. We'll go with the pants. <laughs> no one wants to wear pants. I, you oh. know, I, I thought we had a relationship, Heidi. Uh, Nobody wants to be the Andre from the league. No one wants to be Andre. <laughs> At least you're not the Rafi. <laughs> oh, I, he's so fun, though. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know Jason if I'd mind being the Rafi. The Rafi's like, he's, you know, yeah, Rafi's fun. Rafi's adventurous. Uh -huh. I'd rather be the Rafi than the Andre. Yeah. He's always having a good time. Maybe not everyone else so much, but he is. For sure. Oh, my God. But so I, I, I just I have minute. thrown successful yeah. parties. I have thrown get togethers where people have shown up. I just now I feel the yeah. need to defend myself. No, I've but. had both. I've had parties <laughs> yeah. where I tried to, you know, how you try to control things and they totally go out of control. Like, I, so I yeah. used to speaking of DJs and Sacramento and music and all that. I used to date and live with Larry Rodriguez, who's a like a well-known DJ in SAC. And um, he and I also used to work for Tower Records, as we mentioned before. If you live in Sacramento, at some point you usually work for one of the coffee houses or the state or Tower Records or any combination of those. Yeah. <laughs> have I, yes. <laughs> and uh, he and I decided to have a party and I kept going, you know, we both know so many people. Is there any way we can just do invitations like instead of that thing where you just tell everybody come on over you know um mm -hmm. we'll do invitations and say by invite only and it was the biggest freaking party we <laughs> ever had <laughs> you know people that we didn't know showed up people showed up that we wanted to have be there and then they left because of some of the other people that were there that they didn't want to see um, you know it was a birthday party and somebody i don't know is like cramming their hand into the cake before we even got to cut it and <laughs> people are like peeing on the side of 
of our house and oh my god it was crazy so but i also threw a halloween like spooky movie viewing party and absolutely nobody showed up (laughs) sitting by myself and going okay i guess i'm gonna watch these all by myself (laughs) and i did it was scary (laughs) but you never know you got to put yourself out there just see what happens roll the dice exactly Mm -hmm. yeah so well there was one thing that I was noticing about this minute. So Sean often talks about this, this um, shooting script or shooting outline. And one thing I noted in it was that when they're setting up kind of the vibe of this party in that outline that they mentioned, Rodney Bingenheimer would be kind of out, out and about in the background of this crowd. And my ears kind of perked up when I saw that. I mean, my mental ears, <laughs> sort of like other people's head cannons. I have a mental ear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought, oh, Rodney Bingenheimer. Yeah, he would have been great to be back there. And uh, then it reminded me of Pamela DeBars. And I talked um, way back in like, oh, my gosh, episodes five or six or something about how um, her I'm with the band book is so fun and lascivious and ridiculous and awesome, like rock and roll book. Did you, you read that book? I take it, Anne. Yeah. I would imagine. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. We're talking about the things that used to fly. Don't fly anymore. (laughs) Yes. When, when for the, for the era. Yeah. It's really dishy and it's really crazy and it's really sexy and it's wild. And it's, I definitely do recommend it and it's just a fun romp and kind of puts you in those places in especially in like the 60s and 70s rock and roll world but she was also in this band that was managed by frank zappa called the gtos and it was kind of her and these other groupie girls and they were all very proud of being groupies and they had this band and they had a song called Rodney, that was about Rodney Bingenheimer. And I, I say song, but really, <laughs> it's more, yeah, what would you call it? It's like a spoken word, kind of a performance piece. Performance piece, yeah. Rodney Bingenheimer's in it. So he's kind of talking, and they're kind of talking about him and his crazy musical life. And so we'll, we'll link to, to a YouTube that has that song. <laughs> But he yeah, wasn't I, actually in the scene, which is no. Yeah. It's a bummer that he wasn't in the scene. That scene that would have been a fun little cameo to have mm-hmm. him in the background, oh, further so cementing the real, the realness. And so yeah, and we and so Anne and I were talking with you, Sean, kind of filling you in on on the the life and times of Rodney Bingenheimer. Yeah, um, and yeah. I'll say uh, we'll, we'll we'll put a link to that video. It's up yeah. on YouTube. The the GTO is doing their their uh, quote unquote song Rodney. And I, cause I, I didn't recognize the name. I hadn't heard of this guy. Uh, Heidi sent me the link to the song and I, I listened to it and I didn't realize how, how autobiographical it is. Mm-hmm. Like, right. so then, you know, going back and, and, and talking uh, with you ladies off, off mic before the show and, and kind of doing a little reading in Wikipedia, how, you know, kind of accurate. Cause I go, I went back and forth. I wasn't sure. Like at first I'm like, okay, these, these ladies like Rodney and that's why they're doing a song about him. And then I got the feeling, no, they don't like Rodney. And this is like a, an anti Rodney song. And now I come around now I, at the end, I'm like, oh wait, no, they do like Rodney. It was just 
you know, a different time <laughs> and things, <laughs> you know, things that you would say about someone now that meant you didn't like them, you could say about them then that meant you did like them. Kind of just the, the late 60s versus the, the 21st century. But uh, yeah, if you don't have a, if, if you don't know Rodney and you don't have time to do a lot of reading or do a lot of research, just, you know, follow that link and listen to the song. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it, it paints a picture of an interesting life. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of. I mean, we'll warn you. It's a little off color. Oh, and yes. It's kind of spinal. It's it's it's. It's um, for the adults. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's for the adults. Much like the ridiculousness of the Spinal Tap lyrics. You know, it's just as silly <laughs> right. as that. Not a bedtime song. Not a bedtime song. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, or depends, for the again with the adults. <laughs> depends on who you're putting to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then also just as a as a recommendation, there is a great Mayor of the Sunset Strip is the um, the uh, documentary about Rodney Bingenheimer. So he was very influential in the music scene. Um, yeah, and so I was going to ask you, Anne, a little bit about it since you DJ music sort of of that era. So like, how has Rodney Bingenheimer sort of influenced what it is you do? And maybe you could tell us just a bit more about the kind of music you DJ and are into. Yeah, well, um, I think he was definitely very influential. And he was um, an early adopter to bring music to the forefront that was otherwise going to be largely ignored. Especially he contributed by bringing um, British rock and roll of the 70s to the United States at playing these bands at his English disco Bands like, I'm um, sorry, bands like Sweet and the Slade that people would probably otherwise, you know, they wouldn't have maybe heard them stateside. But um, he was a big proponent of of a high energy rock and roll um, mentality and created a cultural meeting place for like minded people. And there were some baby groupies, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he was kind of like, I mean, he wasn't a baby, but sort of a baby groupie and that he was this sort of like huge fan of music, but just also a. they call him a groupie, like kind of a professional groupie. But he really, yeah, I mean, he he influenced people as being a DJ by identifying, like it says on Wikipedia, identifying new artists and playing edgy new bands such as Blondie, The Ramones, The Sex Pistols, Van Halen, Guns N' Roses, Duran Duran, The Cure, Joan Jett, Hole, you know, all these, I mean, tons of bands, Nirvana. I mean, he got Nirvana on early. So, you know, you kind of forget in these, these days, the musical, the way that we consume music currently is so different. But there was a time where you did listen to a DJ to hear new music, if you can yeah. believe it. Yeah, he was super fan. <laughs> he was definitely a, a, a fanboy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, he, he loved this music and wanted to champion it and, and create an audience for it here. So yeah, when you hear the name Rodney on the Rock, that's who we're talking about, Rodney Bingenheimer. So yeah, and he's a very interesting characteristic person, you know, interesting, quirky, sort of a funky little good dude. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, Mayor of the Sunset Strip, definitely recommend that one. Yeah. That's about it for that particular thing. I wanted to talk about what else do we want to talk about with this, this minute? Well, that it, like, it cannot be ended. <laughs> and ending is completely. 
<laughs> right. Apparently this minute so. will never end because what is the end? And yeah. if something's stopping, what's stopping it? You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, David, David, David's getting deep. And for those folks that don't remember, or maybe you're thinking this reporter that's interviewing David here looks familiar, uh, she should. So this is the Rolling Stone reporter from Minute Eight. Oh, right. Who was who was saying the guys, you know, said the guys look great and you would never know that they were almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> she was the backhanded complimenter from Minute Yeah, Eight. she was the backhanded complimenter from the opening party in New York. So I guess she's been I don't know if she's been following the tour. Has she been in the audience? Do we need to go back and I doubt it. look at all the scenes? Or <laughs> Well, she's supposed to be the Rolling Stones, right? So she's yeah. probably just been in L.A. the whole time tracking their disasters. And now she's like, oh, great. I get to talk with them at the end of the tour and point out how shitty they're doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, she's, she probably knows all about Nigel and, and everything. But uh yeah, so here she is. She's back, and she's like, uh, you know, is this is this the end? And I like the little reference. She says, uh, you know, is this like your last waltz? Yes. And I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm you. I'm feeling that's a re- that's a reference to the movie, The Last Waltz, which which we've mentioned before. Uh, the uh, the documentary by Martin Scorsese on the band and and their final performance mm-hmm. and something I don't know if. If Rob Reiner's ever said this, but we've certainly, it seems pretty obvious that that was part of his inspiration and kind of one of the things that he he patterned uh, Marty DeBerge after. And I think he has said that the name Marty DeBerge, the the Marty part comes from Marty Scorsese. So I okay. think that little that little nod there to uh, is is this your last waltz? Um, and then. Yeah, <laughs> and David. Just, tries yeah, I don't know what, just... what to do with this. Da- yeah, this answer that that David gives this this philosophical treatise, which um, you know, if you're in you know undergraduate philosophy 101, this might get you like a B plus, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah, not not non applicable. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, I'm going to say remains nameless, and some people are going to know who this is, but I. I did date a philosophy major who was and became well, who was a he was a musician, became a rock star, <laughs> and he he said this kind of bullshit all the time, and it drove me nuts. Oh my god, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Um, he was also a big stoner too, so it was really funny. <laughs> Shock. Yeah, cells, right? <laughs> it yeah. catapulted him to fame. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> but um, yeah, he is a very sweet dude. But when we were dating, he would yeah try to kind of pontificate these philosophical ideas and kind of try to be a mentor to me. And I was like, dude, I don't need this at all. <laughs> like, not, not this well. is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, to be to be anonymous, except for those, those <laughs> yeah. in the new. But yeah, it is, is, it is one of those instances where the the question isn't that deep. You know, she's, is this the end of the, the band, not the end of the universe? Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit like, it's kind of like the scene in Animal House where they have like the little, 
the little trial of of Delta House. And they go on with the defense where like, well, if you're attacking one fraternity, aren't you attacking the fraternity system? And if you're attacking the fraternity system, aren't you really attacking, you know, higher education? And if you're attacking higher education, you know, I'm not going to stand here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, how do you get from point A to point Z, you know, in one leap? It's like, you know, it's just the end of this band. It's not the end of, you know, existence as we know it. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and David has talked about the yeah, you just the the drips and drabs of philosophy that that hops through his transom, and I think his transom's been open a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah. You shut that one down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to climb up to those clear stories and <laughs> close that transom. <laughs> well, and and. Well, Janine, so, you know, going back to that, the transom line, which we poke fun at David for, you know, <laughs> I think almost every minute or, or often enough. But what, you know, he, when he said that, that in the context of Janine was kind of supposed to straighten him out, that he didn't have direction. And so he was just sort of leapfrogging from one school of thought to another. And then Janine was supposed to kind of give him direction. And yet, you know, she's been with the tour for you know, at least half the dates, at least half the tour, she's around. I, we know we don't see her in this particular scene. Or actually, I think we, we do we catch do her. Right at, anyway, right at the end. You know, so she she's with him, and it still sounds like he has no direction. There's no, you know, there's no specific philosophy. As much as he's philosophizing, there's no, you know, there isn't a, um, there isn't a particular school of thought or direction other than bullshit. Right. In this line, it's like, wait a second. She's supposed to. I thought she was the one that kind of kept you away from this sort of Moran, you know, um, wandering. And I guess not. I guess well, when, if he wasn't under question, such heavy sedation, maybe. Well, yeah, have exactly. a <laughs> yes. Although I do, I do like this look. He so the white trousers, a a white coat with a brown shirt, and then a, a white shirt. We can see a, a high. High collared white shirt underneath the uh, the button up brown shirt. It is a nice kind of subdued look uh, for yeah. a uh, end of the tour party. Yeah, it's and it's kinda... uh, you know it, it's it's a much more conservative look than we usually see with uh, with David. I think that's pretty chill. Yeah, <sighs> so I do have some nice things to say. Good, good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, is there anything like, I mean, we're kind of left with this. I mean, I, I mean, I don't blame him for kind of wanting to just kind of talk baloney back to her too, because she's not being very nice. You know, she's, she's not being a great interviewer. She's just, she's right. highlighting what's not going right in his life. So yeah. he's kind of, de he's deflecting, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. She's not really being very down. <laughs> Yeah, what was that, Anne? Oh, um, he didn't feel like being kicked while he was down, so he threw exactly. some salad at her or whatever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because she, you can ask, you know, what's, you know, what, what you can ask what's next without saying, are you going to try to milk it for a few more years? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty harsh way to <laughs> phrase that. You know, that's she, yeah, she doesn't really dog. deserve it. She doesn't really deserve a straight answer, you know, with, yeah, with right. that kind of question. All right. So good for David. Yeah. 
Yeah, any any other stray observations or specific observations for this minute, either of you? No. No. <laughs> end of the line, end of the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're kind of at the end of the God line. Party. Yeah. <laughs> party in the, the penthouse or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a, you know, these days when you think of a, you're back in LA and you're at a pool party, you think of like girls in bikinis walking around and fancy glasses and a DJ in the corner and a bunch of sunglasses yeah. and just, you know, like a good time outdoor decadent yes. hedonistic party and instead it's these grandmas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. um antagonistic rolling stone interviewer so Interview. no one's yeah. in the pool no it looks like it, yeah it's kind of a drab it's not sunny yeah so they definitely created a vibe with that scene definitely yeah, yeah so well before we wrap up episode 71 i think that there's not much to say from my end except for that you know recommendation of the rodney bing and Heimer <laughs> stuff that we're gonna share um and you can find us you know at spinaltapminute.com as usual and then um and i know you've got some you mentioned last time that you're DJing and putting on some cool events and that people can find you on Instagram and Facebook. And Sean kind of teased that you were um, podcasting maybe in a future time. Is there anything you want to tease about that? Or is that still kind of under wraps? Um, no, I'm, I'm excited to get started with that as soon as possible. But I'm developing a podcast where I'm discussing music and I don't have a, any more specifics to share. Gotcha. You're going to be I'm talking with other musicians and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's in the in the pipeline. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. We're looking forward to that. Thank you. So, yeah. So where, again, just um, to remind people, where can people find you online? So when you start doing that and when you're doing your um, putting, on, putting on your shows, people can find out what you're up to. Yeah, I'm on Instagram every day, um, updating um, that account. And my feed is called Call Me Animal with two N's. And on Facebook, you can find me at DJ Animal. Two N's. With two N's. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Anne with two N's. Two, two N's. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and Sean, where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> With one end. With one end. Sean with one end. Oh, I like that. Maybe I'll change it. Be Sean with two ends. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Well, you can find me at kind of the usual places, SpinalTapMinute.com and uh, the old the old Facebook Groupies Lounge, the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge on the Facebook. And, oh, I do want to thank all the folks that turned out uh, last Saturday who showed up at uh, Massive Comic Con and uh, came to uh, the, the Movies by Minutes panel that I did with Rick from Mad Max Minute. So uh, thanks to those that, folks. I heard that went flawlessly, and you guys had a great, <laughs> huge crowd. Yes, it was. It was nothing like this. Uh, this end of the tour party. It was the opposite. <laughs> it was there were you know. It was, yeah, all the all the grandmothers showed up in their bikinis, and it was, it was wild. Hey, hey. It was, it was, yeah, it was um, it was off the chain as the uh, <laughs> as the kids say these days. I don't know. Do kids still say that? <laughs> or the kids, the kids say, say fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hoot nanny. All right. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. 
All right. And so, Heidi, if, if folks want to hear more from you, where can they find you? <laughs> they can also find me at SpinalTapMinute.com. And uh, yeah, and then my um, future podcast, which is going to be coming out this fall, is going to be about the cabin in the woods. And so that that movie is one of my favorites. And it's um, you can find us at Cabin Minute Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. So you can go to Cabin Minute Cast and that that's where we'll be updating people on when our lunch date will be. And I'm super excited. Just had a production meeting last night with my partner. Ooh. It was very exciting. Um, Molly. And yeah, Sean's helping us out, kind of helping us get her in there because she's like you, Sean. She likes to do kind of the technical stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to let her. <laughs> she's gonna do the editing and she's gonna be writing all the show notes and doing all that stuff and yeah so yeah is, is by any chance is she interesting interested in doing a podcast about groundhog day <laughs> <laughs> so i take it you're still looking for a, a partner for that uh yeah the 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 position of co-host of the groundhog minute is is open if anyone listens, interesting. I'm er, is interested. I'm not actively recruiting. That's a little bit off. That'll be coming up. Uh, planning on spring 2018, so that's a little bit in the future. Gotcha. But uh, if cool. someone wants to reach out and contact me, I wouldn't. Uh, I would not ignore you. Cool. And that. how how would yeah. they contact you? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they went to the massive Comic Con. Ah. In Western Massachusetts last Saturday, they could have uh, <laughs> spoken to me in person. And since they didn't, they missed their <laughs> shot. So yeah, that ship is sale. No, I, I kid. Um, actually, so I, we, we've started. We don't have a website, but we've done a little bit of the social media thing. So there is uh, Twitter, which is at Groundhog Minute. You can check that out and... You know, either, you know, send a message if you uh, want to get involved in the show or just follow that to uh, to get updates. And we've also got a little thing we call the uh, the Gobbler's Knob, which is our <laughs> Facebook listeners group on Facebook. That's the Groundhog Minute Gobbler's Knob. Oh, my God. And you thought that Rodney Bingenheimer song was offensive? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I think I think this is about it. Maybe we should cut the cord. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I think we yeah, we've we've done it for minute 71. I think there's it, unless does anyone else have anything to add? Does uh, you speak now I. or uh or you'll have to come back for a minute. All right. So wrapping it up for minute 71. Thank you once again Anne for joining us. This has been lots of fun. Thank you. Thank you, everyone out there in podcast land for listening. And until next time, and so say all of us, tap, tap into, into America. 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 <laughs>